facetious. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Oh. You guys. What's up? Happy day. Oh, I thought oh, you were start, I thought getting ready to sing day. happy birthday. I was like, I don't yeah. think so. No, mm. not yet. James's oh. birthday is in August. Yep. When he turns 101. Yep. Yeah. Anyway, how have you guys been? Welcome. Well, actually, before we say that, welcome 13th Floorier to oh. a new episode of the 13th Floor Podcast. The 13th Floor Podcast. Oh, wow. We got a theme song now. <laughs> Isn't that... That's what I was thinking. I was like uh, theme park. So. <laughs> yeah, Flags, the guy who the old man who danced at Six Flags. Yeah. Oh, that's what it was. Yeah. Blast from the past, you guys. Today we're going to go back into the past. Mm. Probably. Talk mm. about some abandoned places. Oof. Oof. <laughs> Spooky. Well, how have you guys been? <laughs> oh, doing good. Doing good. It, it, Listeners, if you hear popping sounds in this recording, it's because there's currently Memorial Day fireworks going off behind uh, us. Yeah. yeah. You probably won't be able to hear it, but it's a party over here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There are lots of fireworks. We heard something earlier that sounded like gunshots. It's it, been a it crazy day. It sounded like a gunshot, but it was, it, you know, once there was more fireworks to cover up the murder, yeah. then I was like, yeah, it could be fireworks. That happened to me, like. 15 minutes ago, I was like, oh, man, somebody's either getting murdered or somebody's really excited about Memorial Day. <laughs> well, exactly. What about you, Jace? What do you got going on? I, I am hungry because I'm doing my seasonal 72-hour fast. I'm 23 hours in, and I'm hungry, and my keyboard is not working well. I've got keys that aren't working. The R, the D, the F, and the Q. Uh, don't want sponsorship right now, obviously, but MSI... Hook me up with a another keyboard, you guys. <laughs> <laughs> well, James, I'm sorry to hear about your keyboard. Mm. Also, I hope your fast is going okay. I wouldn't be able to do it. When I'm hungry, I I'd get angry. Dead. I'd be dead. Mm. There's no two ways about it. It's easier than it's, it if I If I miss lunch, I'm like ready to murder somebody. Mm. No worries. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well. That's James's response to... Uh, He's a little, he's, he's a little less witty today because he's starving himself. Probably, yeah. <laughs> he'd usually have something quick and witty to say to that. But he's like slowly over there with his eyes are like sinking into his face. He's like SpongeBob. Water. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. <sighs> well, James, what's our icebreaker today? Oh, oh, put put the heat on. Yeah, huh? <laughs> that's because it's because he's always. Got something up his sleeve. That's right. Uh, well, you know, since we're we're talking about places that are are abandoned, have have you got what's the what's the loneliest place you've ever been? And I'm talking about on a psychological level. I'm talking about where's a place that you've been that was unnervingly devoid of people. Ooh, that's tough. That's tough. You go, uh, you go, Cece. Well, you know, there haven't been many places where I've gone that have been completely empty. Problem for me, it's probably just like the countryside when camping. It's not creepy or anything. I was but. gonna say some of the COVID I stuff. I think you guys would have. I was gonna say I thought you guys would have some kind of you know oh. timely thing if you catch my drift. Yeah, so, so yeah, I think. I mean, I think with the the current pandemic going on, I was going out to work every day, so I was kind of seeing when it was sparse and when it wasn't. It was, it was odd going into places, seeing like everything pillaged. And, but but then there's also <laughs> nobody around either. Pretty yeah. interesting. I didn't go out Weird very stuff. much during the 
quarantines. Mm. Yeah. I stayed at home with our little our little kiddo. Yeah, I was the one having to brave the ap- apocalyptic wasteland. Yeah, he did. <laughs> I think I changed my answer. For me, it was when I was in Stranger Things, that building that we Oh, yeah, in. that's a good one. There's a building. I don't know what building it is, but it's in downtown Atlanta. And that's creepy. You can see it in Stranger Things. Where they have like that, where the demogorgons are all it's running. It's where over. the scientists are. I forgot what the place is called, but yeah. Yeah, that place is creepy as heck. Mm. It is creepy. Yeah. Weird. What about you, James? Probably when I went to Japan, I got lost because I'm always lost. I have no sense of direction, as you guys know. Yeah. And one time I got lost in a bamboo forest, which was not very smart. That's how all those Japanese horror movies start. <laughs> but. I ended up finding this old Shinto shrine, and I have no idea if any anybody had ever gone to worship there in years. It just looks so overgrown. Mm. It's very peculiar. Yeah, you summoned a so, demon, James. Yeah, well, I, I did put some money in the little shrine box. Just to be like, oh, please, leave me alone? Yeah, well, it's kind of like, you know, like if, if there's a god there, he's probably hungry. So, you know, <laughs> get lunch money. Well, that's very nice of you, James. Thank you. Mm. Wow, okay. Well, are you guys ready to talk about... Some abandoned places. Yeah, I'm ready to go. This is, these are so interesting. Like, I could have just been reading about these for a long time. Yeah, I've already gotten yeah. research done for our next abandoned. I know. I saw a couple. I'm like, <laughs> right? Mm. Yeah. Well, how about I go first this time, you guys? Okay. Let me hop on into my notes. I got to open up my computer. Why is it not prepared ahead of time? Listen, listen. I didn't want my battery to die. Of course, your computer turns on really fast. So. Yeah. Kudos okay. to you. Are you guys... <laughs> oh, wait, wait. Before before we... Oh, yeah. You've got some announcements. Yeah. Before I hop on mm. in, I just wanted to give my weekly shout outs to some of our listeners. You know what I mean? What's up, homie? Yeah. yeah. So, I want to give a shout out. Have we ever given a shout out to Texas before? Texas? I don't think so. I don't think so, but if we did, I don't even care. I want to give them another shout out because they're listening like crazy right now. So thank you, Texas. And I'd also like to say hello to our listeners in Sweden and to our listeners in Ontario. I'm sending hugs to each and every one of you. If you don't like hugs, you're in good company. James does not like hugs. Every time I hug him, it's like one of the like weird hugs where it's like he's not touching you, but his arms are... Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah, which is actually more appropriate for t- today's climate. Yeah, listen... <laughs> You won't get COVID from James, but if you don't like hugs, then I'm just waving hello. So Okay. Yeah. yeah. Okay. All right. Are you guys ready to hear Um, about Poveglia? Poveglia? Poveglia. This sounds like a cryptid episode. Oh, it's creepy. It does. Well, (laughs) my sources, you guys, I got all my information from allitsinteresting.com, atlasobscura.com, the travel channel, and also historycollection.co. Wow. Yeah. Lots of different sites. But I'm talking about the eerie island of Poveglia, or as some people say, Poveglia. I think that, I don't know. AKA the island of ghosts. Ooh. Yeah. And it's in the Venetian lagoon, and it's less than half a mile away from Venice, Italy. And it's just 17 or 18 acres, so it's pretty small, but it's got some creepy decaying brick buildings on it, and they're all overgrown with like trees and weeds and stuff. Uh, it's been abandoned for quite some time. And you guys know when humans leave, nature takes over. So that's what's happened kind of on this island. And there's a little canal that runs through the island that's connected with this little black bridge that you can walk over. But 
if it didn't have such a dark history, it'd probably be a nice little place to visit. Mm. But you guys, dark history, that's why we're here, right? That's why we would travel there. No, no. Listen, when I finish talking, you're going to say, I'm never going to Poveglia. Okay. <laughs> well, <laughs> the first written record of Poveglia appeared in the year 421. Okay. So it's way old. It's wicked old. Mm-hmm. And it served as a refuge for the people of Padova and Est, Este, I don't know, in northern Italy when they were trying to escape a Goth and Huns invasion. So it's got a very, very long history. And some sites that I visited when I was researching simply called it a barbarian invasion, which did you guys, Uh, did you guys ever watch Dave the Barbarian TV show? Yes. Yes. Never heard of it. Oh, it made me so happy. I listened to the uh, theme song yesterday. Oh, yeah. Barbarian. Barbarian. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, it's such a good show. I've never heard of it. Dave the Barbarian always says, Bajabbers. Bajabbers. Yeah, okay. I love it. Right. But anyways, okay. people lived on the island, and it became kind of this little defense point for Italy, and they built this little hexagonal fort on it that could attack enemies if they tried to invade the city, which did happen in 1379 when it came under attack by Genoa, and then the people fled once more, and then the island sat abandoned for a really long time. That is until a little something called... The bubonic plague. Oh. Yeah. Timely, timely topic, you guys. No one died from it, huh? Quarantines and all that stuff. <laughs> A lot of people died. You just wait and see. But there were several outbreaks of the Black Death over the centuries. There was one in 1348 that killed a lot of people. And then again in 1630. And then the outbreak in 1776, the same year that the U.S. became a country, you guys. Paveglia became an official Larazetti. Do you guys know what a Larzetti is? Um, no. It's a plague quarantine station. Oh. Jeez. Oh. But like anyone. <laughs> if, so so, uh, so antagonistic today, CC. Listen, <laughs> it's been a long day. <laughs> but anyone who displayed just like even the tiniest symptom of plague was just thrown onto this island. Mm. And if you were thrown on the island, chances are you would never get off. Like it was basically a death sentence. Because you go on the mm-hmm. island, they're like, oh, that person had a cough. Let's go put him on Paveglia. And then you get on Paveglia and you're around a whole bunch of other sick people. And even if you weren't sick, then you're sick. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was bad. And people, they had heaps of corpses that they would cart off to this island. And there are other, some, some other islands in the area that they did this too. So but. going over to that island is like akin to the opening of the Terminator where it's just a bunch of skulls, and you just walk around, and it's crunchy. I saw some pictures. <laughs> a whole bunch of bones yeah. in, like, pits and stuff. Oh, yeah? Like, they're just easy, they're just laying around? Not anymore, I don't think. Oh. But they would bring bodies over by the boatload. And rumor has it, there were so many bodies that were disposed of there over the years <laughs> that half of the island's soil is made of human Dang. So when are we going to get to the part where I don't want to go there? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and even like just as disturbing, if you were on the island and you were sick, wow. you weren't dead yet, but you were just like a little bit, a, a little bit dead, like almost dead. A little, a little bit, bit dead. dead. <laughs> they would, <laughs> they would throw you on top of this heap of bodies and then burn you with it. So there are a lot of living people who were also killed. Oh, yeah, burned to death. Mm. So it's not it's not a good place. But a little fun fact about quarantine. Fun guys. fact. <laughs> mm-hmm. 
They were basically invented by Venice. Did what you guys know it? that? What was invented? Quarantines. Oh, uh, yeah, I did know yeah, that. It, yeah, it was a pretty big trading hub. And when ships would come to the city, if any sailors showed any sign of illness or if they just like suspected like, oh, those people might have the plague, you would be uh, be quarantined for at least 40 days to see whether or not you were okay. And the word quarantine actually comes from the Italian word quaranta, which means 40. Oh. Yeah. yeah. Yep. So just a little bit of information about quarantines, you guys. Wow. Yeah. But enough about the Black Death, you guys. Enough. <laughs> Let's talk about what happened after Paveglia started to slow down with the quarantines. Okay. Afterward, Napoleon of France used the island to store ammunition and gunpowder and stuff like that. But who cares? Because eventually, Paveglia was fitted with its very own mental institution. Oh. What better place to put a mental institution than on a cursed, haunted island? Yeah. I mean, if, if you're already hearing voices, why not just throw some ghosts into the mix? Jeez. I, I know. Right. Yeah. If uh, you're not crazy, we're going to make sure you are. Well, <laughs> this one, just as with most mental institutions back in 1922, which is when I think it opened, uh, this one was just dark and depressing as I'll get out. And a lot of people exiled to the institution complained about ghosts because, hello, you guys play ghosts. But the patient, yeah, if a patient complained complained about a ghost, all you have to do is be like, oh, Giuseppe, you nut. Yeah. Go back to your quarters. Yeah, Giuseppe. Yeah. Ghosts don't exist. <laughs> to make things even worse, there was a crazy doctor, you guys. Oh, the doctor was crazy? There was a crazy doctor. Uh. And he liked to experiment on the patients because that was like all the rage. Yeah. Back in these mental institutions way back in the day. But he was known particularly for his lobotomies. Uh. Yeah. But I think that the ghosts got him, you guys, in the end. Because apparently it's rumored. And I couldn't find I tried to find this guy's name and stuff. But it's rumored that he climbed to the top of the bell tower and then tossed himself off. Yeah, Committed suicide. Well, yeah, he's crazy. (laughs) But the institution was finally closed in 1968. It was actually a pretty long time for like an institution like this. Like how long was it? How long? 1922 to 1968. I mean, that's a while. That is a while. But they closed it, and the island remained has remained abandoned since, save the occasional photographer and ghost hunter who visit the island. And the occasional ghost. <laughs> well, local residents <laughs> local residents won't touch the place with ten foot pole. They say it's cursed, which I could totally believe. But fishermen even avoid the area, like they don't even want to fish there because they think they're going to get hexed or something. You catch a cursed fish. Oh, interesting. Yeah, they won't go near it. But it's illegal to go to the island without jumping through some major hoops to get a permit. It's not easy. But sometimes I read some places that a fisherman, if you find the right fisherman, he'll boat you over and be like okay i'll be back <laughs> okay yeah i'll do that i'll do that when i go visit wow but no, no horror movie has ever started that way <laughs> <laughs> do you guys want to know who did get to visit the island um theodore roosevelt <laughs> Ooh, i hope not no <laughs> travel channels tv show ghost adventures oh. i watched it this afternoon you guys oh my gosh it was the most disorienting episode I've ever seen. Why is it disorienting? I think it's just the video that I found on, on YouTube. But it looked like it was from Ghost Adventures, but... <laughs> was this a bootleg video? show? I, I'm baffled. <laughs> How do you not know what show it was from? <laughs> Listen, it was from the Ghost Adventures YouTube channel. 
Okay. That's what it looked like. So why is it disorienting? Because it's like they would be talking and they would have other videos. It's like they didn't match, like the voices didn't match. So they'd be talking. They were, they were speaking stuff. Mandarin. <laughs> <laughs> it was a just it, it was a disorienting episode. Okay. At least the video that I found. But the team, Zach Bagans, I think that's how you say it, which I've seen him in person. He's a big mm. dude. We saw him at the uh, ghost convention and Lexington once. Oh, yeah. Scarefest? Whatever that's called. Scarefest. There you go. Yeah, he took a picture with my dad. But Nick Groff and Aaron Goodwin, they all went. And they had a guide for the day. And he was just like, listen, give me a call in the morning if you survive the night. And they're like, oh, man, okay. But they stayed overnight in the pitch black looking for ghosts, which is just insane if you ask me. And things got crazy, just like every one of those ghost hunter shows. But they had malfunctioning equipment. They all started feeling sick at one point, and they said that the ghosts were draining their energy because they asked the ghost in Italian, use my energy. (laughs) So then they're all like, oh, I feel so dizzy and tired. But then they also heard a whole bunch of random noises. Like they said screams and stuff, like their little, I don't even know what it's called, their meters or whatever, picked up screams of plague victims. And they heard like footsteps and big crashes. And they're like, oh, what is it? But in the episode, their guide told them that there were giant rats on the island. So it's like, maybe you're just hearing a rat. Yeah, rats frequently scream and cough. <laughs> <laughs> well, they also visited the plague burning fields. And they wore the little plague doctor masks from way back uh, in the day. Like, ooh, you know, it looks like uh, a, a giant beak. Yeah. And they're like, come and show yourself. Like, I feel like if I were a ghost and somebody came with one of the little plague doctor masks. I'd be masks, running away. If I was I'd, a ghost, I'd be terrified. You know, I'd, I'd be like, no, not that guy again. <laughs> I'd be angry. But anyways, one last note about Paveglia, you guys. Venice tried to auction it off in 2014 in a very wealthy businessman who I think later became a mayor of some town in Italy. But he tried to buy it and he was going to convert it into a luxury hotel or something like that. Oh, wow. Yeah. But the, the deal fell through <laughs> due to... I think it was contractual disagreements. Uh, it was the stockholders so didn't know what to do with the haunted island. <laughs> well, haunted, yeah. yeah. Goodness. Well, that place would do really well. I mean, if they let people on there, but it's just so dangerous because apparently the buildings were, they weren't constructed very well. Well, they're going to demo those. Right? If it's a yeah. luxury hotel. If it's a luxury hotel, but who? Don't, I wouldn't want to go stay in a luxury hotel. And Yeah, but how many people would? Cece, uh, last week or two weeks ago, we just talked about people buying haunted dolls off eBay. I know. I know. <laughs> I don't like it. I would st- I, I'm, I'm with the residents of Venice. I'm not going to go near that place with a 10-foot pole. They know what they're talking about. I hear you. It's too much dark history. <sighs> so, Scary you guys, stuff. that's Paveglia. Oof. Or Paveglia. I don't know how to pronounce it because it's like Cece was getting on me before we got on here she goes you probably need to make sure you know how to pronounce your place I was like okay I did I did do that anyways I just don't know how the Venetians pronounce it because it's like it's spelled Poveglia that's what I would think Poveglia Pavaglia. Yeah, but then I heard some people saying Pavaglia. But you've got to you've got to make the little circle in your hands like like you Pavaglia. I, I did that one. I said, <laughs> all right, all right. Alex is going next. What's your topic, Alex? Yeah, I've got Ashgabat Turkmenistan. Ooh. Turkmenistan. Remember, I played the sound for you. Uh, yeah, yeah, but that's not how we say things yeah. over here in America. Oh my god! <laughs> Good lord. 
so I had a few sources. Uh, I had Business Insider, a, a, a website called Wild Junket. Junket. <laughs> uh, I had Wired, and I actually had, had another one too, and I completely forgot what it was. But so I had I had to look through a lot of places because it's kind of weird. This place, a lot of them are. They talk about how weird it is, but then they don't really give me a lot of details. It's like, and some of them almost read like, "We're going to cover for this place, this dictatorship of a place." <laughs> so here we go. So before I go into how and why this place is relatively abandoned, yeah. I'm going to give you a very brief history on how this capital city came to be the way it is now. Okay. Okay. So the year. It's first century BC. So it's actually more of a group of years than a year. <laughs> but <laughs> so the primary reason it's really stood the test of time was because of its relationship with the Silk Road. Okay. Which was that glorious trading route. Yeah. Yeah. But it really started going downhill uh, and was subject to a lot of turmoil when it got hit by a big earthquake. Boom, boom. Ooh, yeah, that hurt. That, that was all the way back in 1st century BC, but in 13th century BC, this place got completely destroyed whoa, 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 again whoa. by the Mongol invasion. Uh, 13th century AD. AD. Yeah. Oh, I did say AD. I said, I said BC, yeah, didn't worry. AD, you're right. <laughs> James, that was a good catch. Yeah, good catch. James. Not bad for 24 hours, no food. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Quick on his feet. <laughs> yeah, so... Uh, yeah, it gets completely destroyed by the Mongol invasion. More invasion. Oof, getting whooped. <laughs> so, and it barely escapes the Mongol invasion. There's just a small little village struggling to survive until the Russians take it in the 19th century. Dang. Like, hey, hey, join us. We'll, we'll raise you to glorious empire. <laughs> So, so far, this place has had a little bit of a rough go of it. You know, a few thousand years in between. But it's, you know, it's been destroyed several times. Mm. Well, then, this major earthquake hits in 1948 that wipes out the entire city. Wow. Like, completely destroys the place. Is it on, like, a fault line? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. They, they say the earthquake back in the first century B.C., was the precursor to the one that that happened in 1948. That's a long time. Yeah, they're saying like that was kind of like the warning shot almost compared to this one. And despite what Stalin said, <laughs> Stalin said that there was 14,000 deaths. It's actually more like 110,000 people died. That's a big difference. Yeah, like th- this was a no joke. Mm. <laughs> this was a real deal earthquake. And so that laid down the grounds to completely rebuild the city. Okay. And you see a lot of the Soviet influence in the buildings. But in 1991, Turkmenistan gained its independence from the Soviet Union after it had collapsed. Yeah. <laughs> and so the leader, the Turkmenbashi, who is the dictator, uh, immediately carried out major construction. And I guess this is they called it the golden era of Turkmenistan. But things kind of got pretty strange pretty quick. Uh, they started building all these fantastical things. Because 
their primary export is a lot of oil and th- those types of things, which, as you know, a little bit of money involved. Yeah. So, very rich area with not a lot of area. 70% of Turkmenistan is actually covered by desert. Ooh. Yeah. So, they got a lot of money, and they don't really have a lot of places to spend it, which is why I think you see a lot of this spending that's getting ready to happen mm. here. Uh, but before I get into that, I wanted to talk about a few of the interesting things the dictators over the years have been banning from the city. Lip syncing is banned. <laughs> what? Dogs are banned because of their unpleasant odor. You can't have a puppy in nope. Turkmenistan? No. No beards or long hair. Hmm. There's no pools. And you can't smoke because of the, uh, <laughs> because the dictator or the president... Uh, was told that he couldn't smoke anymore. Is this the town from Footloose? What reasons. in the world? <laughs> yeah, I know. So he was like, no one else is smoking. And he also banned opera and ballet, oh. the circuses, and, for whatever reason, gold teeth. <laughs> now you've gone too far. Oh, my God. Then... Yeah, James, J- listen, James, I know you really want your gold yeah. teeth. <laughs> but. And then he went ahead and renamed... The months of the year after his family members, as well as day of the week, the days of the week. This is insane. (laughs) So, yeah, this is a president, by the way. He's not a dictator. Don't call him a dictator. (laughs) (laughs) So, because of a lot of these things, and they decided to build all these really lavish, and like, if you look at the city, it's incredible looking. Is this? It I looks, think I remember which one you're talking about. It looks so cool. Like they called it Las Vegas meets Pyongyang, mm. which is the capital of the North big Korea. city in North Korea. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> that's what they call it because it, it's like fantastic. Like at night, all it's really bright and vibrant, and there's all these colorful lights, and everything's reflecting off all these gold building like buildings with gold all over them. It's really cool looking, but the problem is it's a dictatorship, and it's really expensive. It's And it's so expensive that it's filled with empty streets that are enormous. Like, there's, like, some of the streets have ten lanes, and there's no one on them, and they're spotless. And Does anybody live here, other than the... No, very few, because everything has, is so expensive... That everyone moved out of the city. And so they live on the outskirts of the city, even if they have to go into it to work. No one actually lives in the city because they can't afford it. <laughs> wow. And 90% of Ashwagat's water is gotten from one river. And they use most of that oh, water no. to fill their fountains that they have running automatically. That's and insane. so the water for the people inside the city is unreliable. Amazing. So there's no reason to be. <laughs> So how would you be in this? This is city? like a fairy tale. This is like you know, once there was a king who was so silly, like this is nuts. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, everything about this place makes no sense. Like uh, the Turkmenbashi that was the dictator for a while had a giant. He had a. He wrote a book. There's a giant mechanized version of this book in the city. Whoa! I just don't understand. <laughs> wow! And the new, the newest leader. <laughs> Bird, you had come to Gurbanguly Birdie Muhammadel. And yeah, that's a. Oh my gosh. 
Yeah. Okay. He has a ninety. Or he's sorry. He has a sixty-nine foot gold leaf statue of him riding a horse. Wow. <laughs> that they revealed in twenty sixteen. Called the Protector. Yeah, and he's called the Protector. This reminds, okay, you guys, and this is kind of off subject, but I've been watching The Great on Hulu, which is a really good TV show, and I highly recommend everybody watch it. But yeah. this reminds me a lot of that. Of that. Mm. <laughs> just, yes. Just all this excess lavishness for one person. Yes. <laughs> so Turkmenistan actually has several world records. Oh no! <laughs> and the the leader, the leader, and his. His predecessor both had a penchant for wanting to break world records. Get their name in that book. Mm-hmm. Here's a few of them. So, they have the world record for the highest concentration of marble-clad buildings. These are buildings completely covered in marble on the outside. That's kind of neat. Why? That's how much money they have. Uh, also, no one really lives in these things. What a shock. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, it has, according to this, 543 marble clad buildings. That's a lot of buildings. I mentioned the water problem earlier. Well, that's because they have the highest number of fountain pools <laughs> in a public space. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> yeah, so it's a, it's a it's beautiful. It's just beautiful here. Yeah, 27 synchronized fully programmable fountains in the area. Jeez. <laughs> and lastly, they have the world's largest indoor Ferris wheel. Oh, that'd be fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, and there's another one that I just remembered. They have the world's largest construction of a star. It's just, it's just, it's just a sculpture of a star, but they got the biggest. I think they have the owner. Why not? (laughs) I think they have the owner of uh, the flipping. uh, What's that record thing? You know what I'm talking about? Guinness. Guinness. They got the the CEO of Guinness at gunpoint or something. (laughs) Tell us, tell us something that nobody's done before. Uh, There's no, there's no big tooth. There's no big tooth. Make a big tooth. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. And lastly, I wanted to talk about their fantastic uh, airport makeover that they have uh, in 2016. So now they they remade it over their airport, and now it is a bird-shaped international airport. Bird-shaped? What what type of bird? A flamingo? penguin? (laughs) Albatross? Uh, That'd be very fitting. I'm going to say generic bird. Okay. (laughs) I'll say a robin. A robin. A robin. Yeah, and so the the airport is intended to handle 1,600 passengers per hour. Mm-hmm. Currently, it only does 160 people per <laughs> hour. hour. Oh, my God. Now, that would be an eerie airport to be in. <laughs> yeah, oh. and a lot of accounts of people going into the city is that, that they, they'll take entire trips, and some people may not even see a person. That is crazy. Yeah, and the only way you can take a trip here is part of a tour. That way, you're not really given any leniency to move about or anything. Oh, right. It's it's pretty strict. Mm. Yeah, uh, uh, as you'd expect. Someone said that it was less strict than North Korea, but also somehow scarier, even scarier because there's no one around. Right. Yeah. Like, they, they said there's more freedom. But you always knew you were being watched at every second. Jeez. Yeah. yeah. Well, I kind of want to go, but I also kind of don't. Right. Yeah. Me too. 
All right. That's well, that's Ashgabat. James. Oh, oh, and oh. real quick, I just want to plug in our show. It's on Netflix called Dark Tourist. Oh, it's so good. <laughs> if you want to see this city, he goes and visits this city. Ah. Watch that show, you guys. Dark Tourist. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's only got one season. I want them to do another one. James. James. What are you talking about? I'm talking about the uh, Wonderland of Beijing. And I'm seeing a commonality here, uh, at least with Alex, which is that when the government decides to run things, uh, they don't do as good a job as the invisible hand of the market. Uh, let's, I mean, yeah. <laughs> so, okay. Uh, to to understand China's Wonderland, first we need to kind of understand what's a common thing in China right now, which is a bunch of real estate developers will get together and say, hey, government's got stock in uh, such and such place. Let's petition to put some money into it and we'll build it up and we'll make it off like bandits and it'll be great. It'll be great. Nothing. No, straight to the moon. Straight to the moon, you guys. And <laughs> what ends up happening because these projects tend to be so optimistic and tend to not really be not really be influenced tremendously by, you know, supply and demand. They just keep putting money into it and money into it. And eventually it gets to the point where the stakeholders that do exist outside of the government can't handle it anymore. And there are dozens and dozens of abandoned cities in China for this reason. They build these massive, massive boom towns, but there's no infrastructure to actually like incentivize being there like you compare that to the mafia in the united states when they made vegas like they had a mission and they they created a demand and you know they they literally built a playground in the desert that is still very successful right this is sort of the opposite of that (laughs) what happened (laughs) this is the opposite of vegas what happened in this particular instance again there are dozens of ghost towns all over china and they're all quite eerie but in this case, they wanted to make something like Disney World. And when I say that, I don't mean it, that they're unrelated. Uh, it, it's kind of like, and I'm not, not trying to be bigoted here about, about anything Chinese, but, you know, there's sort of a stereotype that a lot of knockoffs come from China. You know, there's Rolex watches and then there's yep. there's Lorex watches, <laughs> the ones that you get for $5. And they swear up and down that they're right. real Rolexes. Well, if you look at the text of Wonderland Amusement Park, it's pretty dang obvious. You've got the Disney castle in the background. The W is very similar to the Disney W. Uh, just everything about it screams knockoff. Uh, there's this weird little dragon who looks kind of like some sort of deviant art version of Spyro <laughs> on the logo. The whole thing's a dang mess. But what ended up happening is this uh, investment company, Chinese investment company situated in Thailand for, for obvious reasons, they decided that they would funnel a bunch of money into this and make a massive theme park and it would just take off straight to the moon, straight to the moon. Where's the cocaine? And, you know, they'd all get rich. Well, <laughs> a few things happened. One, they put in $850 million. Uh, that's a lot. Yeah, that's, mm. that's a hair under a billion dollars. So a lot of mm. money. Um, but here's the thing. Even though the government was the main was one of the main stakeholders. Local governments in the area where they were building it wanted to get with their beaks too. And the local farmers started pressuring those local governments because their land had basically been bought for a pittance and they didn't want to sell any more of it you know, for further construction. So this started a bunch of 
infighting between different levels of government and with the local farmers. And finally, they were just like, this isn't going to work. Uh, we've, we've spent so much money already. All these other stakeholders, they, they were panicking. They, they, they pulled out. So what ended up happening was you got this big, almost a billion dollar theme park, massive, massive undertaking. It's just, I mean, it's 120 acres of theme park that just doesn't really have anything. Like wow. it, it's abandoned. It's creepy. It, oh, it's, 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 it's like every horror movie that incorporates a theme park in it. It's some straight up post-apocalyptic level eeriness. Um, yeah. Yeah. Wow. And really, this is what really brought people's attention to, hey, you know how uh, property's been really, really expensive in China? You know, straight to the moon, where's the cocaine? Uh, I don't know about that. And it really, like, it, the, the property bubble is, is poised to bust because of this. this, this flipping theme park. It really drew the globes, especially with regard to investors, the, the, the world stage's eye to how some of the, the growth going on is not really real. It's propped up. It's artificial. And right. Yeah. And uh, it's just, it's bizarrely eerie. Um, they, they actually started in uh, the mid nineties and in 1998, they were like, this isn't going to work. And that's when it really hit the, hit the bricks. You know, they tried again in 2008 and you can guess how that went. So, and as, as, I probably don't have to tell you guys that propaganda is kind of a big part of China's presence. Um, well, right. because so many people have talked about it and pointed it out, they've actually put, spent more money <laughs> in 2013 no. to demolish some of these structures so they won't be photographed <laughs> and talked about and, and brought up. Yeah, Man. it is nuts. Wow. And it's just, it's gorgeous in some respects. There's all these beautiful things. There's even an emperor's palace. But, you know, it's post-apocalyptic now. It's got graffiti on it. It's vacant. Uh, there's literally, you know, remember how I mentioned the, those farmers who felt very jaded by all this? They were like, mm -hmm. well, I guess if you're not using it. So they started planting corn in the theme park. And it is it makes it infinitely scarier. To see like uh, <laughs> to see wow. like sheaves of dried corn ringed around a medieval <laughs> castle that's utterly falling apart. It's just it's wild. Uh, <laughs> oh man, uh, that's so yeah, cool. Yeah, I highly recommend any of you at home, um, you know, supplement this episode with some videos and pictures as soon as you For can sure. of, of this park because it is nuts. China's abandoned wonderland it is i just looked it up so it is creepy. creepy all these steel beams from pre-existing uh construction projects that didn't really go through uh, it's just empty and the funniest thing about it to me you know there's something almost deliciously ironic about it is because it's abandoned and that tends to draw people's interest kids do flock there to play just not in any official capacity <laughs> <laughs> there's, there's something just really uh, wonderful about that but yeah well i think what also seems so creepy about it is that it looks like it's really spread far apart yeah mm -hmm. well uh, again that's if you think about it the way a theme park should be designed fits that bill because normally you'd have bustling crowds through there and it would be very important but in this instance because it's empty it creates this sense of space this eeriness that normally wouldn't be the case. Um, yeah. yeah. And it's, wow. it's also weird to think about how 
little we learn about other other countries if they don't want us to know about certain things. This, the whole ghost town, ghost city thing, uh, we didn't really know about this until about mm, 14 years ago. This had been going on since the early 90s, all these, these, these artificial construction boom. But for a good 15, maybe even 20 years, it, it was just we just assumed things were going swimmingly over there. And, <laughs> and then, you know, one renegade journalist, really, um, Wade Shepard, was like, hey, guys, guess what? This is not what you think and, and started pointing it out. And obviously, criticism of this is, is not a very uh, acceptable thing. It, I don't know, man. It's nuts. Right. At some point, I think we'll wow. probably cover it, but it, it reminds me of Ordos Kangbashi, which is another city in China. It's the biggest ghost town in the world. It should be big. Oh, enough. I saw that one. Yeah. I almost did that one. Oh, uh, yeah. I mean, we, we won't cover it today, but it, it it's definitely also worth your research. Yeah. Oh, yeah Wonderland. Man. Yeah, it's creepier than the actual Wonderland with, you know, invisible cats and crazy queens. oh Oh. guys that's that's our second abandoned cities episode this is a good one yeah that was good that was we i like how we all had such different like a range of yeah very true yeah all right well you guys is there anything you want to say before we get off the microphone um hmm. who does our music alex our music Mm -hmm. Is by Grant Cook. You can check out his music on Spotify, Amazon Music, anywhere you listen to music. All right, let me go grab device. Also, uh, listen to Monsters vs. Men. Yeah. It's a podcast about monster movies, and we're moving on to Gamera. If you all we just wrapped up Godzilla, moving on to Gamera. Gamera, Gamera. <laughs> yes. All right, Alex. What are we talking about next week? We are. I didn't dig at all. Viking, Vikings. very vague. I'm excited. That it means we get to pick whatever we want. We're talking about the Vikings, and this topic was submitted by Nick. Is this a Nick you know? I think it might be the Nick I know, <laughs> or is this? It another might be Nick? Nick you. And if not, if it's another Nick, I apologize. But I feel like Nick and I talked about Vikings once. All right. Okay, you guys. <laughs> well, shout out to you, Nick. Whoever Nick is listening yeah. to this, shout out to Nick. To all you Nicks out there. Yeah, listen, any Nick, if your name is Nick, we're get, we're sending you either a hug or mm. we're waving hello. We're waving. All right. All right, you guys. <laughs> or maybe more of a formal bow. Yeah. yeah. Whatever's acceptable to you. <laughs> All right. Well, until next time, we hope that you can. Keep, keep it straight. Ooh, Alex is shaking his bosom. Oh, yeah. Get it. <laughs> <laughs>